It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Game 82 of the regular season in the books. We've made it to the end of the season. The playoffs are near. We finally know exactly how the Eastern Conference playoffs for matchups are going to play out. We'll detail all that on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked on Leafs podcast. It's your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Uh, No Dave once again today as he's still on vacation. Should be on his way back, actually. So he'll definitely be here for Monday's podcast as we start to tee up the series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, but the Maple Leafs finish off the regular season in winning fashion. They end up with their 50th win of the year. They finish with a 50-21-11 record back-to-back seasons where they've uh, hit the 50 win mark. So that's uh, a big thing for the Maple Leafs. And they end up with 111 points and a plus 57 goal differential. So uh, that's how the season ends for Toronto and obviously we know it ends second in the division and a date with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll get to the playoff matchups in just a little bit as now all four of the Eastern Conference playoff matchups are set. So we can kind of de- tell you details on how that's going to play out and uh, when game one should be expected for Toronto. There's a lot of speculation as to which day the playoffs will start, or at least when the Leafs series will start Monday or Tuesday, there's slight clarity on uh, on that. So I'll tell you guys about that in a moment. But let's recap this final game. It's the final game of the regular season, so we need to recap it just as well as we did any other game. Although this was not any other game. This is very much, uh, I don't know, it was kind of a kind of a snooze fest to be quite honest with you up until like the third period then things kind of started to finally pick up a little bit but this is very much a game where both teams just wanted to get through without getting hurt I mean you spoke to everybody pre-game and they said the same thing and even post-game they pretty much just did not want to get hurt and if they could hit those special milestones and that's pretty much all tonight was all about like if we look at what the takeaways were from tonight well, we were all on milestone watch, right? William Nylander, can he get his 40th goal? Can Mitch Marner get a point and get to 100 on the season for the first time in his career and for the first time in Leafs history that a winger could have reached that uh, accomplishment? Uh, we went one for two on those. Nylander did score in the third period. He did get his 40th and finally cracked a smile. I feel like pretty much his last like six goals, he's been very deadpan, no facial gestures whatsoever when he scores a goal number 40 was a little special and he gave us a little smirk on that one but Mitch Marner fails to record a point tonight and uh is sitting on 99 on the season and you know I kind of feel for the guy you know like Mitch Marner he had such a a tremendous year and he deserved to get to 100 points I mean if you go by I guess points per game he's on pace for over 100 but uh, he won't be able to to go into the summer saying I'm a 100 point guy 
technically because he's sitting at 99. He had so many chances, though. Like, oh, it was so upsetting in the late in that period when they pulled the goaltender. Mitch Marner, he's got an opportunity with an empty net. Tried to fire a couple of pucks out there. You got the defense of the New York Rangers legitimately playing like they're Kevin Kiermeyer out there, just not allowing anything to get by them. Like, that was some elite defending by the defense uh, on that penalty kill, whether it was Keandre Miller knocking down the pass that would have sent Marner in all alone on the PK or the couple of, you know, long shots that Marner tried to take from his own end to try and get, uh, you know, an empty net goal. But to no avail, didn't get the point, and uh, so he finishes at 99. So that milestone wasn't hit. Nolachari did score a goal tonight, and that was his 100th point. So that was another milestone that, you know, I don't think was getting uh, the notoriety of those other ones, but he did score his 100th point of his NHL career. So that was really all tonight was all about. Can these guys hit these big-time milestones, and can they get out of this game without any injuries? So, like I said, Nylander, big fat check mark. No injuries to this point unless someone wakes up with a bump or bruise or something. But no injuries in this game. And uh, Mitch Marner, the only one who unfortunately was not able to do it. But, I mean, the way that this guy played this year, if he can continue to play like this going forward, I think he'll have another opportunity and maybe a few more opportunities to notch that century mark in the future. So I don't think it's the last time that we'll be on 100 point uh, point watch for Mitch Marner in his career. He's an exceptionally talented young man, and uh, maybe this will motivate him because he went from 94 to 97 to 99 this season. So he is getting motivated. He is getting closer. Maybe next year is finally the year that uh, he does reach 100. But ultimately, like none of those stats care. The fact that Nylander had a 40-goal season does not matter. The fact that Marner had 99 points this year, it does not matter. Because what we've always said from day one is whatever the Leafs do in the regular season, it does not matter. It's all about what happens in the postseason. And uh, we're finally at that point where it's put up or shut up time for the Maple Leafs. So, um, again, we'll we'll kind of detail the series a little bit more when um, when Dave gets back on Monday. But uh, it's unfortunate that at the end of the season, uh, they weren't able to get all of those accomplishments uh, done in this game. The other takeaways, I suppose, that I take from this matchup against the, uh, the New York Rangers, the Leafs won 3-2. to two. Um, Another strong performance from Matthew Nice. And, I mean, this guy really is starting to make me think twice about not having him in the in the playoff lineup. I'm curious to see what you guys think. Let me know in the comment section down below here on YouTube or reach out to me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Uh, if you think Matthew Nice has earned himself a spot in this roster, I, I keep toying in my head where in a perfect world, right, you want Matthew Nyes for the first and second period to be on the offensive, to be, you know, the attacking team. And then when it comes to lock it down in the third, you wish you would have that Sam Lafferty or that Zach Gaston Reese, right? Like that's, that's almost where I'm thinking uh, that's, that's the, the hang up there. Like you may want Matthew Nyes for the first half of the game, but then the back half, if you're leading, uh, you might want one of the other guys. So it's going to be an interesting decision on what Sheldon Keefe does with Matthew Nyes. I did see he did have uh, a very interesting comment post-game today regarding Matthew Nyes, because obviously he's a player that everybody right now is wondering if he's going to end up into in this lineup for game one. But Sheldon Keefe uh, was asked about his thoughts on that happening, and uh, he said that he, he cautioned that the playoffs are a different animal, but in terms of his comfort on playing Nyes in the playoffs, he said, quote, it looked like he belonged to me. 
So uh, again, he didn't flat out come out and say he's going to be there game one in the lineup, but he says that he looks like he belongs. And I tend to agree that he does belong. Um, I, I think that it's a different situation than the college players that have come to play on this team in the past or the guys who have come up from junior in the past, like Abrazese and Steves and, you know, Nick Robertson who came from the junior ranks. Like these guys came up and and they didn't necessarily have the pro ready body or pro ready approach. Um, Matthew Nice does. Like he he's not a dude who uh, is getting pushed around. He's a guy who is you know strong on his skates and can compete with the with the grown ass men that are in this league. I mean, I'm I'm watching him along these boards game after game. He just continues to impress me with you know his his stick battles that he's winning. The fact that he's just protecting the puck. He's hard on the puck on these board battles, sneaky, good edge work. I was not expecting that. Like when he made that power move to the front of the net, like that was pure board play. And then kind of got on his edges, held off the defender and took it straight to the net. Like that's, that's pure power forward stuff that you see out of some of the best power forwards in the NHL for this kid to be doing it at 20 years old, three games into his NHL career. Um, I guess a pretty veteran savvy, heavy team, like the New York Rangers, I think is pretty impressive stuff. It definitely, um, you know, something that makes you think twice about not having that in the lineup. Uh, so another strong performance out of him. The only thing I would say about Matthew Nyes, and I've kind of noticed this now, and this is the third game in a row where it's happened, where I notice him a lot more early in the game and then somewhat tends to fade out in the third period. Now, that could be a couple of reasons. The fact that, you know, the, the Leafs nursing a lead and, you know, he doesn't have quite have that much uh, responsibility from Sheldon Keefe. So he's not tossing him out there. He's not getting the, the ice time in the third period like he is in the first and the second. But I do wonder if that is, you know, if, if he doesn't have that type of trust and he does have that in playing a guy like Sam Lafferty and like Zach Gasson Reese. Ultimately, if you got more confidence in a, a guy who can play 60 minutes of hockey as opposed to Matthew Nyes, who maybe you feel comfortable playing 40 minutes, maybe that's the ultimate uh, equalizer there. And, and Nyes doesn't get into game one of of the playoffs it's really it's a 50 50 coin flip for me i won't be upset if he's in the lineup i won't be upset if he's out of the lineup but it is certainly probably um the biggest question mark that we have about this lineup now heading into the playoffs which is uh which is interesting considering how many question marks there were like a couple of weeks ago and now this seems to be maybe the the one that's up at the forefront, um, which I, I find to be fascinating. Uh, you know, a couple of the things that I took from this game, but I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'll I'll break it down when I do my three stars of uh, tonight's matchup because one of the other guys, uh, one of the other takeaways I had was somebody who played well, two guys who played well that were part of my three stars. So I'll do that in just a moment. But before I do, let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors, and that's eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check uh, to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, Confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible terms, uh, eligible items only, exclusions apply. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. 
and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Uh, if you're a first-time listener to this podcast, which it seems like we're getting a few more first-timers as the playoffs are now officially here and rolling along, uh, appreciate taking the time to listen if you're still hanging with us and still around. Typically, I do have a co-host that does these shows with me, but he's currently uh, at a bachelor party down. He's actually at the Tampa Bay game the other night, and he'll be on his way back this weekend ready to go for uh, for the playoffs so he'll return but if you uh, if it's your first time and you haven't subscribed to us already uh, i would encourage you to subscribe we do new podcasts that come out each and every weekday monday through friday and we'll be ramping things up as the playoffs uh near it appears that it'll actually uh start on tuesday that is what the word is right now it's not official but word is that the leafs and lightning matchup will be on tuesday game two on thursday so that they can set up uh, a Saturday night Leafs lightning playoff series. So uh, that is uh, right now what the, the group think is as to when the series will start. So once I get that clarification or I get that confirmation, I'll be sure to absolutely update everybody on that as well. Uh, a couple other takeaways from tonight's game. Um, my number one star tonight, of course, was uh, was William Nylander. I thought that he was excellent today. So, like, one of my other takeaways was when that guy cares and when that guy wants to be a superstar and an elite player, he can be. And he can take over games because the way that he was uh, on a mission to make sure he scored that 40th goal tonight, it just shows that the the, the talent inside that human is unbelievable like there's there's still i believe untapped talent there because if he could put together performance like he did tonight uh, over the course of, of a seven game series this guy can be right up there right up there with mitch marner and austin matthews in terms of the guys who can make a difference and help lead this team to a playoff i mean he's been the team's best playoff performer over the last few seasons out of the three out of the core four he has been the best and most consistent playoff performer so i think he can continue to do that and if he plays similarly to the way that he did tonight I think that is a, a really good sign. And you look at the way he's played just the last, you know, three, four games or so, he's hitting his stride at the right time. And that is a really, really good sign for uh, for Bill Nye, the 40-goal guy. Um, so him hitting 40, you know, congrats to, to Nylander. But uh, I think the, you know, you hit 40, you get number one star on the Lockdown these podcasts. What a night for Billy Nye. Um, my second star of the game has got to go to Joe Walt. The other takeaway I had from tonight is, is this guy just continues to reinforce my belief in him as his team's number two. You know, there was still so much concern over this team's goaltending depth and, and the goaltending situation at the trade deadline. Like they went out and they made all these acquisitions and they, you know, chanced to nothing. They, they beefed up the, uh, the, the forward group by adding 
Ryan O'Reilly, a big time addition. And then they also added the fringes, you know, Lafferty and, and uh, Nola Chari. And then they go out and they add on the back end and, and they bring in uh, Luke Shen and, and, uh, and Jake McCabe, but they didn't do anything to the goaltending position. And, and leading up to the actual deadline, that was the only kind of, Rock that wasn't uh, overturned when you look at what Kyle Dubas did this uh, this trade deadline, and there were question marks as to whether or not that was the good call, just because the Matt Murray situation was very much uh, up in the air, and he did return, but then he got injured again, right? Concussed, and now he's out of action, but that was always the question mark was, okay, if he goes down, can Joe Wall, who at the time of the deadline, I believe, had seven or eight NHL games under his belt. Are you really going to rely on a guy who has eight NHL games under his belt um, and, and figure out if he's ready for the NHL in the playoffs? I wasn't sure if that was uh, the, the smart call. I think I'm wrong. I think I am wrong, dead wrong. This guy's just a, a gamer. He's such a, a great goaltender, and I think that he's capable of being this team's backup if he has to come in in a pinch. You know, I, I, I'm i not saying that he could lead this team to a Stanley Cup. I'm not saying that he's better than Samsonov, but I am saying that I think he can give you just as competent goaltending as Matt Murray could have done. Like, I think that he is a very solid number two for uh, for for this team. Is he the goalie of the future? Heck, he very well could be, for, but for right now, if he's being asked to just be this backup and uh, he's just kind of reinforcements, if things go awry, I, I think I'm okay with the goaltending situation if, if, uh, if, if you know, he needs to play. You look at the, the numbers, like he's just a, a 930 goaltender this year in the NHL, six straight victories as his team starter. He battled through, you know, a lot of nonsense this week, whether he was going to play. And then when he did play, there was, you know, ATO goaltenders as his backup. So it's not even like he is able to lean on, you know, uh, the other goalie for help as a guy who's only literally played less than, than double single digit hockey games. And he's the veteran of the crease uh, all week with, with these ATO goaltenders. It really is just absolute nonsense, this whole ATO thing. But anyways, um, you know, you got games that are meaningless, but, because of that, like tonight was a little sloppy, I think early on, especially like a lot of turnovers. And uh, we've seen that over the course of the last few games, some sloppy turnovers. Maybe it's just lack of focus because these games are meaningless. But like that's not phasing Wall, man. Like he's bailing this team out time and time and time again, making some big time saves. And he did the same tonight. And, and what I like about it is that um, he just keeps playing the same way no matter what, no matter who the opponent is, uh, no matter you know, the guys who are playing in front of him, how well they're playing in front of him, you know, he doesn't let up at all. I, I like the mindset. And, and I remember him talking to Mark Masters uh, a couple days ago, post game. And he was saying, I think it was after the Tampa game. He was like, Oh, you know, out dueling Andre Vasilevsky, like how cool is that? And he said, yeah, you know, it's pretty cool, but it doesn't really matter. I, I play the same game regardless, you know, who's out there, whether I'm in the American league, the NHL, whether if it's Tampa Bay or Chicago, it's, it's going to be the same mindset for me. I'm going out there and I'm going to battle. And I really do like that mindset <clears throat> and it's something that he's done. So uh, that the, the, I guess, final takeaway is that, uh, you know, Joe Wall really reinforcing himself as, as a legitimate, dependable number two goaltender for this team. Uh, even when Matt Murray comes back, I think I'm still willing to go Joe Wall and keep that guy uh, keep that guy on the on the bench. Um, as as far as the third star goes, like tonight, honestly, not a not a great night, not not terrific. 
I, I wanted to have some fun with this one. I'm going to give it to the broadcast team. I thought that Mike Johnson and Gordon Miller were a lot of fun tonight. Like for a game that was really boring and, and very meaningless, like they're having fun out there talking about the, the, you know, the, the shutout jinx and, and then talking about the, the PK jinx. Um, they just had some fun out there and, and look, I've done play by play in my career. I've, I've done some games that are real stinkers. I've done a triple overtime, one, nothing playoff game before. And, uh, it's, it's not the easiest job to do when there's not a whole lot going on to keep people entertained. I thought they did a good job of it. So, you know, for just having some fun out there, I want to give them a special third star shout outs. I think they're the best, uh, the best tandem in the biz right now. Mike Johnson and Gord Miller for uh, from TSN. I know my company guys, so I'm a little biased. Like those are my guys, but I do think they have a lot of fun um, and put together a, a pretty good broadcast. All right, um, we'll take one more quick break. When we get back, the Eastern Conference playoff bracket is set. I'll tell you who is playing who, and uh, kind of give a quick brief. Uh, details um, as to how I think each of these different um, playoff series are going to go. So we'll get to that on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano. You listen to Locked On, these podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano, uh, host of this program. Uh, the regular season officially in the rearview mirror, ladies and gentlemen. We've played 82 games. The Maple Leafs have a 50, 21, and 11 record. They finish with 111 points and finish second in the Atlantic Division and will play the Tampa Bay Lightning in round one of the playoffs. That is what we know. That is the information we have after 82 games. And uh, the other piece of information that we got today was it's looking likely that it will be a Tuesday start for this series, Tampa and Toronto. So if it starts Tuesday, that means it'll be a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday um, schedule, which is exactly what you want to see is the Toronto Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, arguably the the best, um, most entertaining matchup, I would say, in the playoffs. I think the Rangers and Devils could probably uh, will will put up a good fight for that one as well. I think that's going to be highly entertaining. But Toronto-Tampa is just going to take it to a whole nother level because of what happened last year and, and the stakes. No other team, I don't think, that have stakes quite like this round one matchup than the Toronto Maple Leafs. So um, I'm not going to get too far into this, this uh, you know, series in particular because Dave and I are going to go over this on Monday and do a legit preview i think we're gonna have adam danker of locked on lightning join us as well and we'll go into a full preview of leaves and lightning so i'll kind of move on to the rest of the series in the east for now and give a couple of quick uh point thoughts on those uh the rangers devils is the other one that i think is going to be a really fun season uh really fun series to watch like you just think about the proximity of where those two teams are and the hatred that the fan bases have for each other, like Rangers devils. It, it just goes back to like the nineties 
Um, it's it's going to be terrific. Like, you know that America, this is what they wanted to see was a Rangers-Devils uh, first round to really muster up some uh, s- some really good content and and some excitement for round one with the ESPN deals and, uh, and TNT deals. So that's going to be a really fun series. You know, and I don't know who's going to win it. I really don't know. Like, I, I think that either team is capable of winning this series. I've been strong on the New York Rangers for a couple of years now. And last year they went to the conference final, uh, lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're clearly the team that has the experience. They brought in Vladdy Tarasenko. They brought in um, Showtime, Patrick Kane. They brought in some depth pieces. Tyler Mott's there. They picked up a, a, a blue liner as well. Like they, they added at the deadline to an already pretty solid group um, that didn't lose a whole lot uh, from last year. So I think that the Rangers, if I had to, to place a wager on, I think they would be the team that for me makes it through between them and the devils. I think the devils had a great year and, and, and they have such a bright future, but I think the, the veterans in New York will be able to get it done. Not that I think New Jersey's going to crumble, but I don't know. I've, I've seen teams in this city, in Toronto, where it's a lot of young youth, very talented, uh, sometimes crumble in the big moments. And, and, you know, maybe that happens in New Jersey, but either way, I think it'll be a good series, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to peg the Rangers to come out of it. Uh, the other New York team has solidified themselves as the first wild card spot. So they will be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. So the Islanders and the Hurricanes will be a round one matchup. They played a couple years ago, if if I remember remember correctly. Uh, I think the Islanders actually won that series. Here's the thing. I think the Islanders could win this series. I'm not predicting they will, but I I I think that the Islanders are going to be a tough out at the very least. Ilya Sorokin is one of the best goaltenders in the world. Like right now, he might be he might be playing the best out of all the goalies in the NHL right now, it, it might be Sorokin over Shesterkin over Vasilevsky. I'm not kidding. If you ever watch this guy play, or if you go and look up like the numbers, this dude is just on another level. He's unbelievable. And for a team like Carolina, that's missing Sveshnikov, that's missing Pacioretty, uh, that has also crumbled and faced goaltending issues in their playoff past. Um, the Islanders could be a tough out and give them a go. Just keep it low scoring and then just kind of attack. They've got a couple goal scorers on that team. Brock Nelson had a career year with like 36 goals. Um, you know, Bo Horvat obviously is out there. He had a bunch of goals this season. You know, Matt Barzell is a very talented player. Anders Lee. Like they've got some really good talent uh, that, that, you know, can score some goals. And then obviously the blue line and, and the goaltender can – Stop goals. So a lot of low scoring games, but I, I think if there's one, um, if there's one team in the East that I think could, could get an upset, it, it is going to be the Islanders over Carolina would be the the biggest upset. I think I would probably predict uh, that should be a good, good series though. I can see it going seven uh, Florida and Boston. So Florida ends up with the final wild card spot. The Panthers just squeak in, which is upsetting because I had two bold predictions on uh, the Locked On NHL show. I think I also said them on Locked On Leafs, um, but I know I certainly also did say them on TSM Radio. But my two preseason predictions were um, Connor McDavid, 50 goals, 150 points, check and check. 
Uh, but that was more of like a parlay guess. So that was one. And then my other one was the Florida Panthers were going to go from presence trophy to out of the playoffs. I was so close, so close to nailing that one because up until like two weeks ago when Alex Lyon, the Lion King, took over this team and uh, just got them into the playoffs, winning the final. I think they won like, uh, what, six of their final seven games or seven straight or something like that. I think they won seven of the last, uh, seven of the final eight games or something like that to, to make the playoffs here. And it was all Alex Lyon. Like it was in, insane what that guy was able to do. But I think that bubble burst once he gets to the playoffs, much like it burst in with the Hamburglar. Uh, I think it's totally going to burst here. Uh, Boston is just too good, simply too good. Like, I, I don't know if there's any team that could have given them a go. Maybe the Islanders could have took them to six games against Sorokin steals a game or two. But for Florida, Alex Lyon, Bobrovsky, with that future blue line, and as Keith Kachuk said, soft team, I just don't see it happening. I think that's a team that's probably going to get bounced in five, and uh, it'll be a waste, uh, waste of eight days, as Daryl Sutter once eloquently put it. Um, when taking on, you know, the top team in the NHL. Um, so I, I think that boss is just going to absolutely mop the floor with the Florida Panthers. But we'll see what happens. Those are just my predictions. You let me know what you think and who's going to come out of these series, uh, you know, down below. We'll have the Western Conference should get wrapped up um, by tomorrow night, obviously, when the season officially closes. But as of now, at the recording of this podcast after the Leaf game, we don't know exactly uh, how things are shaking out because games are still playing and there's still so much up for up for debate, uh, up for grabs in, in that uh, in that conference. So on Monday, we'll uh, go through the Western side of the bracket and Dave and I will put together a full bracket and do a full preview. And uh, we'll also do one uh, with Toronto and Tampa that will probably come out Tuesday. If Well, it depends. If it's if Tuesday's when game one is, then this our preview with Tampa, Toronto, our full hardcore preview will probably be Tuesday. If it comes out, it's going to be Monday. It's going to be Monday. You'll probably get a double show, an extra show of uh, a full, you know, playoff bracket slash playoff preview. So uh, it's the playoffs guys. You're, you're going to get a lot of content. Dave and I have decided we're going to go live, um, do a, a kind of a watch along. We'll do some live post game podcast as well, where you guys can kind of hop in and ask some questions live. We'll, we'll open up a, a, a chat and, uh, you know, maybe even some of you could come on and, and talk and give your thoughts, almost like a call-in show. That's the type of stuff we're hoping to do in the playoffs. So if you do want to be a part of the Locked Dunleys family for this uh, hopefully long journey, please make sure you're subscribed. Tell your friends, tell your family to also subscribe. But we're trying to grow this thing. I, I wanted to get to 3,000 subscribers by the end of round one, and uh, we're at just over 2,800. So we're not far off, but we do need... Uh, we do need the subs, and I'm not ashamed to beg for the subs. Not ashamed to do it because we, we want to get there. Uh, but that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Uh, leave a like on this video if you uh, enjoyed it. And again, comment down below your thoughts on uh, Matthew Nyes. What the heck should the Leafs do with Matthew Nyes? That's the number one question I have going into round one when it comes to the roster construction is, you know, is this guy in there and how does that dictate how the lineup sets up? I think it, it really does 
have a lot to do with how we see things deployed come game one of the playoffs. So let me know your thoughts on that uh, conversation down below in the comment section. But that'll do it for me here today. Appreciate everybody for uh, for sticking around and, and watching the whole show if you're still here. I'll be back with another episode on Monday. David will return. We'll do a full preview, full analysis next week because it's go time. Playoffs are officially here. Can't wait. We'll uh, get into a lot more hardcore Leaf playoff talk uh, next week. Until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.